This episode of Proper English is brought to you by superstitions, the difference between in and inside, and the idiom stick your neck out. Hello, I'm Dave. And I'm Alison. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which, as you know, is called Proper, Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know what to say instead of good luck. If you get stuck describing a simple act of bravery. If you are puzzled by how to use in as a preposition. Then proper English is just the thing for you. So, first of all, what is a superstition? A superstition is a belief in something that's generally considered irrational or supernatural. Superstitions are usually beliefs about what will bring good or bad luck. A person who believes in superstitions would be described as superstitious. They would. It seems like every culture has superstitions. I suppose because people want to avoid bad luck and encourage as much good luck into their lives as they can. Yeah, even people like me who don't really believe in luck. I still wish other people good luck before an important event like an interview or a performance. Ah, yes. And we've both known a few actors in our time, haven't we, Dave? You live with an ex-actor. I do. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> the acting profession has a few of its own superstitions, doesn't it? In actual fact, you wouldn't use the words good luck to wish an actor well, would you? Oh, no. In fact, it's considered to be bad luck to say good luck to an actor. So, if you want to wish them well, you would say, break a leg. It's kind of counterintuitive, isn't it? And also, why break a leg? Who ever actually wanted a broken leg? Well, there are lots of theories about why we use this particular expression. When you bow or curtsy at the end of a theatrical performance, you bend your knee. So obviously the well-wisher is hoping your performance will be good enough for you to deserve the applause at the end. Ah, I see. So kind of breaking the line of the leg, not actually breaking a bone. Mm-hmm. And aren't the curtains to the side of the stage known as legs? Well, yeah. So hopefully your performance will be so fabulous that you have to come through those curtains to get another round of applause. Ah, so I've always taken the expression too literally. Yeah, pretty much everybody does. Oh, and by the way, don't even think of whistling backstage. That's bad luck. And then there's the Scottish play. What, Macbeth? <gasps> you can't say the name of it. That's bad luck too. Only in the theatre, actually, to be fair. You're very superstitious for someone who doesn't believe in luck, Dave. <laughs> oh, and on the subject of whistling, according to your Auntie Rosemary... A whistling woman raises the devil. Something of a concern for me. I enjoy a good whistle. Never walk under a ladder, Ali. Yeah, I think that's one pretty much every British person knows. Mm -hmm. I did some reading up on this one. There are theories about pyramids mm -hmm. and the Holy Trinity. What? But you know what? I think it's just sensible advice. How do you mean? Well, at the top of the ladder, there's probably a pot of paint or something just waiting to fall on your head. <laughs> if you're a cartoon character, then 100% of the time that's going <laughs> to happen. And now it's time for What's the Difference? What's the Difference? Another one for our Edwin from Nottingham. What's the difference between in and inside? In. What a word. 
two letters, and yet so many different ways to use it. Not only a pesky preposition, but also an adjective and an adverb. But it's mostly using in as a preposition where the confusion lies. Now, this may be a bit controversial, but mostly we use in. Mm -hmm. The coats are in the wardrobe, the driver is in the car, the plates are in the cupboard. We very rarely use the word inside in natural conversation to describe something that is contained within another thing. It can be used as an instruction or order. Get inside! <laughs> and often you will see it on a box containing something. Instructions inside, that sort of thing. But there's always a but. When we're being really specific, we can use inside. Compare these two sentences. The children stood in a circle and... The children stood inside the circle. In the first sentence, we imagine the children making a circle, holding hands. And in the second, there's a chalk circle on the floor and the children are standing inside it. Pretty much any other situation where the object isn't within another object, we can only use in. We live in Portugal. My birthday is in March. She is in debt. Well... She needs a bit of good luck, then. Uh-huh. So, have you ever found a four-leafed clover? No, but I wasted plenty of time looking for one as a child. Do they even exist? Oh, yeah, they do. I've found them before now. Never helped. <laughs> they are very rare, though. But if you find one, they are supposed to bring good luck. Hmm, what about black cats, Dave? They're good luck. No, they're bad luck. Oh, Nobody can agree on this. <laughs> I seem to recall the saying that if a black cat crosses your path, it's good luck. Yeah, but not necessarily. No, some people definitely see them as bad luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever the superstition, our millhouse is a black cat and we love her just the way she is. We do. Now, you asked friends and family on Facebook for their superstition suggestions, didn't you? I did, yes. Mostly because I suspected that there would be regional variations. And I wasn't disappointed. Hmm? Your mum said, see a pin, pick it up, all, all the, the day, day you'll, you'll have, have good, good luck. luck. Yeah, I remember her saying that to me. So, didn't your mum say it to you? Well, ours was a tiny bit different. See a penny and pick it up, all day long you'll have good luck. Ah. And another one that seems very popular all round the UK is, never put an umbrella up indoors. Oh yeah, I definitely remember that. I wonder why it's supposed to bring bad luck. Well, you could have someone's eye out, couldn't you? <laughs> That's such a school teacher thing to say. Yep, we're obsessed with things that might have your eye out. <laughs> now, thinking about regional variations, our friend Joss told us one I'd never heard before. Ah, yeah, Joss is a very old friend of mine from Sheffield. And he said, never give a knife away. If I give someone a knife, they have to give me one penny to buy it off me. Now, Sheffield was, for many years, a world-famous producer of cutlery. So we'd assumed that it was a Sheffield thing, or maybe a Yorkshire belief. But then, the plot thickened, didn't it? Well, it did. Your sister, also from Sheffield, obviously... Well, yeah. <laughs> ...joined in the conversation with this anecdote... She said, this happened with the German family I went on a school exchange trip with. I took a Sheffield steel knife for the mum. She nearly fell over herself, giving me a fennig in return. Old money. How fabulous is that? Wow! So, instead of being a Sheffield superstition, it's international. 
cool. I sometimes tell my italki students that I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for them. Ah, oh, yeah. A nice way to tell someone that you'll be thinking of them and wishing them good luck. When I told Carlina, one of my German students, though, she was rather surprised and told me in Germany you would tell someone you were pressing your thumbs for them. Oh, yeah, hiding your thumbs. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and that's uh, to do with, like, executions as well. Uh, uh, thumbs up, uh, thumbs down. Valentina might disagree. Ah, yeah, but, uh, all controversial. And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? This week's idiom is stick your neck out. Imagine, if you will, a turtle or a tortoise, its head and limbs all safely tucked inside its shell. Hidden away in there, it's protected from predators. However, if it sticks its neck out to see if the danger has passed, it's taking a risk. If someone sticks their neck out, they may be risking physical danger. Although we're more likely to mean they risk criticism, ridicule or damage to their reputation. And it's something that's quite brave, hmm. I think. Hmm. Raymond Chandler, favourite author of mine, uses the expression in the Black Mask magazine back in 1936 when one character tells another, You sure stick your neck out all of the time. I'm going to stick my neck out and predict that Portugal will win the Eurovision Song Contest this year. Wow, that is brave, considering you haven't heard their song yet. <laughs> well, you know, you've got to stick your neck out, haven't you? <laughs> and here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. As always, we hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. And we have news for listeners in China. We're now available on Simalaya FM. It took a while, and I'd like to take this opportunity to thank my lovely student Yihan in Shanghai for her help and encouragement. Also, Google Translate and Phase World Online helped ever such a lot. All you have to do to find us on Simalaya FM is search for Proper English. Look for the purple logo. Right now, the first 20 episodes are available, but very soon we'll be up to date and a new episode will be downloaded every Tuesday. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And whether you're a new listener or a regular subscriber, why not get in touch with us? You can email us at properenglish or one word at sapo.pt or you can ask us questions on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. And don't forget to tell everyone you know about us. Friends, family, anyone who's studying or learning English. And make sure you like this episode and leave us a nice review and subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. So until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.